everybody. This is Andy Klonfelter. Um, this is Lisa Monahan. Oh, hey, and uh, oh. we're so happy to have you here on 90s Court. Um, maybe if you're not so familiar with what this show is, maybe uh, me and Lisa can give you a little bit of a rundown. Lisa? Do, do you want... Oh, I thought you were going to do this. Sure. Oh, hey, uh, so 90s Court, it's a thing. It's a show. It's a podcast. It's a gentle podcast. It's a very kind, G-rated podcast where we definitely just talk about two childlike things from the 90s Listen, put them up against each other in court no yes when, yes when, no when we bring in when we br- <laughs> when you think about the 90s the greatest decade of all time i know all you want to hear is just like some really interesting straight facts um some thoughtful conversation maybe and and frankly just a lot of feel-good nostalgia that that just is so desperately missing from your life and we're here to provide that service to you here at 90s court it's true so, anyways, for those of you who have, who have listened to more than one episode, you will know this is absolute, I'm going to not swear, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely bogus. We, we, do not, we do not library talk on this show. Sorry, no, we guys do in not. advance. Hey. We, we kind of let loose. We put, on our, we put on our pajama pants. We get loose. We are a little rough around the edges. We apologize for that, but not really because it's yeah. what makes us amazing. So... <laughs> It's so, not to not to toot my own horn, but it is what makes us amazing. It's what um, makes the show enjoyable. Because if we were too strict, I'd be like, Ooh. I mean, and here's the thing: like I've said many, many times, there are plenty, 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 plenty of shows that will talk to you in a nice, soothing voice and provide you facts like uh, lore of uh, talking about lore yes. or something like that. You know, like a, a lore version. I'm probably sure there's probably like a lore equivalent of just nostalgic stuff. But we like to bring you. Um, just a little bit maybe more levity, a little more fun with it. So mm-hmm. um, so those of you guys who do listen, and that's part of the reason you listen, that's why we love you so much. If you are listening, just expecting only facts and no opinions, and most importantly, no swearing. I'm sorry, guys. We're just not the show for you. Put big girl pants on. Put the big girl pants on. Put the, put the big boy pants on. I'm not here to talk to the women. I'll talk to the men. Listen, I'll talk to listen, everybody. <laughs> listen, Jerry. <laughs> Listen, Jerry. I know you just Hi, got out Andy. of Bible school, and they told you that, like you don't listen to podcasts with swear words in them. But I'm here to tell you that it's okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so anyways, hello. we've derailed on that <laughs> that joke this entire time. So, um, Lisa, tell me about your week. How have you been doing? I've been fine. Um, not much to report other than it's almost 100 degrees in Texas today. That sucks. How is that? I just it's so foreign and Texas. weird to me. Like when. Like, we got up to, like, 75, and we're like, oh, man, that was so amazingly dope. And it's going to probably be, like, a high of 60 for the next, like, month. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. at most. Yeah. Nope. Um, it's just wicked hot in Texas. But yeah. that's what you get for being in Texas. But that's, that's about it. You sign up for yeah. it. Um, yeah. What about you? Uh, so I did, uh, as you know, I did spend... Uh, two days literally just I was like I'm gonna do some spooky stuff so I watched oh. the both of those haunting shows on Netflix I didn't watch the haunting of Hill House last year so I watched the new one haunting of Bly Manor which was super dope and the haunting of Hill House which was also super dope and I watched was, Evil it... and I watched the show Evil on, on oh Netflix gosh. as well I was just like I need to fill my life with utter terror insanity nonstop. Yeah, that's a good way to do it that's a good way to do it Andy um, I, I put out some Halloween decorations today 
They nice. kept falling off the window. So it, that's spooky. Yeah. So <laughs> that's spooky. spooky in and of itself. Um, yeah. One other thing I will note, just because it, it, a thought occurred to me, I was like, this is kind of interesting. So, okay. um, so like, as most, oh, most people know, because I'm a single human being, I am on dating sites and everything like that, particularly Tinder, kind of like a lazy Tinder user that just like occasionally will do some swipes and then disappear for a while and then come back, you know, for matches or whatever. But um, I, I just wanted to make the comment that if you're on Tinder, like... And you think, I I hope that people know that I like marijuana, um, not not just I hope that they like they know, but you so desperately so desperately want people to know that you like marijuana that putting, four twenty friendly at the beginning of your profile, I swear to God you need to understand how unoriginal you are. It is literally like one third of profiles on there say four twenty friendly somewhere in there or it's looking for somebody year, to get ganj. I just. I don't get why that is so important to a human being that, that that they are like, listen, I know this relationship that we're trying to seek out is not going to work unless you know my love for pots. So it's an important thing to some people. And like I said, 2020 has been a gnarly year and they're just like, look, no judgment. Just come at me with some. Oh, yeah. Some no, I even said like weed. I have no judgment about the fact that they're smoking weed. It's the fact that on a dating site that that is the first thing you think is important to mention. Like they'll mock, that is also they'll mock, an interesting they'll mock people for talking about how tall they are. I'm like, listen, I'm almost six five. That's about the best trade I've got. <laughs> so let's yeah. here. Don't make fun of me. And then you talking about how you like pot so much that everybody needs to know about it. So, um, anyways, now that like like I said, think that weed is super rad and it's cool that people use it i just genuinely i just think it's funny that it's on there so don't be offended or be like oh what a freaking prude because i'm not a prude i just think it's weird on on a tinder bio um so that dating was a weird tough. departure online dating is weird so it is weird. or not weird not weird it is no, it brings out the weirdness it's awkward. In people. no i know what you yeah. mean it's the it's yeah. the weirdest though it's the it's the wild wild west it's like all of the rejected human beings <laughs> <gasps> the wild wild web <gasps> the wild wild web where all of the people that ha- that clearly are ha- have it have not had it work out are all meeting together for the insanity of talking to each other. So what could go wrong? Moving on from that because we've talked way too long on nonsense. <laughs> all good. All good. Um, we haven't done this in a while, and I um, wanted to bring this up. A lot of it is because it's hard to remember which ones we've done on episodes and which we haven't because I don't keep track of these. Um, Apple Podcast reviews. We wanted to read a couple of those. Um, these are. You know, have been a few weeks, but wanted to at least read them. Such a great trip down memory lane. Five stars. This is a great podcast to listen to no matter what time it is. I love the nostalgia of judging 90 subjects and giving, getting to listen to both sides of the cases. I've been having a blast catching up on all the episodes that are out, and I cannot wait for more. Well, thank you. Thank and you that is very from much. Funny Peeps. 91763. So thank you. 90210. Very good. 90210. Uh, nostalgic bliss! Exclamation point. Five stars. This podcast is my jam. Digging into my favorite decade and exploring it from all angles. The conversations are thoughtful, rich, informative, and inviting. Stop reading. Hit subscribe now. You want this Ooh. show in your brain. A directive. I that like is that. from mouth dork which is the greatest name that's a great name <laughs> just a wow. killer name for mouth uh, dork. so mouth dork if mouth you're listening dork 420 <laughs> mouth, <laughs> mouth dork 420 mouth <laughs> dork 69 i'm sorry i don't know what to tell you i've had it since i was 13 um yeah. but yeah uh, 
Mouth Dork, if you're listening, I uh, thank you for having such a rad thing and such a nice review. So it's such anyways, a dorky mouth. Yeah. So, so just wanted and, to reach uh, out and read that out. And of course, if you guys leave a nice five star rating and review, we'll probably read yours on the air as well. And we love seeing them. So um lisa uh, and last but not least before we get to our mm-hmm. things there was one last thing we wanted to do and that was to welcome our newest patron as of yesterday Woo! Lindsay, the most bubbly effusive uh fan of the show i've ever I met ha- online she's just she's just a ad- oh, love you i have <laughs> i have never i have never wanted to be overwhelmed with words more than i did during that conversation yes <laughs> just she like- was, yeah, we had a lot of back by the way we are available like all the time to talk to people we will do the best that we can to respond to messages and stuff sure. but like we are open to messages and chatting with you guys we're yeah. on instagram twitter facebook if you message one of those platforms if you want to talk to myself or andy just say hey i wanted to get this to andy or to lisa and like we'll get there but like sure. Lindsay just hit us up with a lot of really cute messages yeah. and Lindsay, you are adorable so thank you for being a new su- yes. uh, supporter of the show you're you are a rock star thank you yes um and yeah and, and honestly i will say of course though it's always just just remember that like if you are a patreon you're just a little bit better than everybody else <laughs> just, just a hair <laughs> just a just a smidge so i just love Andy, i'm sorry that's just that's oh, like oh, what, the greatest pitch <laughs> it is it, it's it is a good it is a good incentive Oof. so but let's get to our things i yes. want to hear your thing all right hey everybody i'm andy um and i've got a thing for you so Here's the thing. I did this whole coverage on this thing and found out it wasn't really invented in the 90s, um, but it is very iconic, and I remember it from the 90s. So apparently this was um, since, like, the mid-70s this has existed, um, but it just kind of had a a big comeback in the 90s and then actually just a comeback um, a few years back as well um, of this device. So everybody loves Play-Doh, right? I mean, debatable. I shouldn't say that. A lot of people love Play-Doh, right? (laughs) I ate Play-Doh as a kid. That explains a lot about it's, me. I mean, it's it's important that they put the non-toxic part so you can eat it because that it is important. It just tasted so good. I don't know what to tell you. I I, I, I wish I could defend myself. It is like, very much like, like a uh, like a like a peanut butter cookie without the peanut butter taste. Yes, yes, yeah. you get it, Andy. You get me. So yes, um, Play-Doh. Okay. So, Lisa, how do you feel about the dentist? Not so great. How would you feel about the profession of becoming a dentist? I would feel awful about it. Okay. So the the the, the wonderful world of Play-Doh, the makers of Play-Doh thought, why don't we combine both those things? <laughs> no. Like, listen, I know no. you hate going to the dentist, so instead we're going to give you the life of being a dentist, which I believe has the highest suicide rate in the world, which again, nothing against dentists. They're awesome. We love you. But uh, they just decided that one of their premier toys needed to be practicing fucking dentistry on people. <laughs> What are you talking about? What this is this is, that you're talking about? Okay, what you okay I'm going to get, I'm gonna get into it. So, what is this? Well known as the, uh, the, the largest determinant of uh, serial killers in the world, um, because okay. 50% of people who use this toy did become serial killers. Yes. Um, you, you can't check my facts because I don't think the serial killers will, will call back okay. if you ask them. Um, so this is called Play-Doh Doctor Drill and Fill. That's not a thing. That can't be a thing. It's a thing. It cannot be a thing. So Lisa, I need you to picture... A man's nope. face, nope. That, a man's head that is essentially like basically a hamburger bun. What are you talking? What is this called again? I'm looking this up. Play Doh, Doctor Drill and Fill. Stop it. Okay. <laughs> um. So basically, you you get this huge set, um, with multiple little cans of Play Doh, um, and a a hamburger head man with with big. Big uh, holes like gums in his gums. What is this? 
And you can make teeth out of the white Play-Doh, put plaque on his teeth. Um, you have a drill to drill his teeth. You have a, a little wheel thing that makes braces. You have a toothbrush. You've got pliers, and you got a little mirror thing. Now, I will say this is in the current version of it, so other ones might not have had quite as much stuff. Um, I did find uh, the Play-Doh official advertisement for both the <laughs> for both the original uh, Doctor Drill and Phil and the mini to go uh, version. And okay. let me stick to my notes here. So I did watch a YouTube video showing how the toy is used and all the stuff you can do with it. The woman in the, this video is basically like every automated super sweet voice ever, and the video has 8,669,664 views, which kind of hurts my heart to think that um, that, <laughs> that, that, many people the decide, that there's that many serial killers that were probably just like, you know, just real turned on by this video of watching okay. watching this. So did you Did you have this toy? I did not, but I know a friend who did, and I remember thinking like, Wow, because it's like having a drill for something, but you're literally just drilling into Play-Doh teeth. Was was your friend the Golden State Killer? What happened here? Oh no, he's well, yeah, he's he's him? he's been he's been locked away for a very long time. Oh my gosh, oh that's real talk, <laughs> yeah, sir. <laughs> okay. um, so I'm gonna play you a very short clip of this video because this is okay. just this is everything to me. So, oh, here's my patient now. I'm gonna call him Mike. Hi, kids. I ate way too much candy during Halloween, so now I have to go to the dentist. Yeah, Mike, you're not looking too good. Where are all your teeth? Don't worry, I'll fix you right up. What is happening? This is her opening a little tooth case. Putting Play-Doh on both sides of the tooth to make a 3D tooth that is just a massive molar um, and is getting ready to put them in. So I stopped the video, but I just wanted to get you a sample of that woman's voice because it was like just the worst hard yeah. to listen to it's really right the the teeth look like orbit's gum it's very like, it's very akin to, to orbit's gum yes oh my gosh this um, is the worst thing you've ever brought to the table i hate this good um i hate this <laughs> so listen if you're like if you're like i want to inflict pain on a fake man in the way that the dentists have done to me for so very long um you have the chance to um, you can make oh the gosh. white use the white play-doh to make some uh, some cool sh cool teeth. Uh, you use the roller thing to make braces. Basically, you cut through the blue thing and then you put these little blue things on the teeth, and then you Whoa. just turn a little bit of the red wire. You turn a little bit of the red play-doh into like a wire, and you put put uh, braces on them. <laughs> By the way, dentists are not orthodontists, and vice versa. To be clear, so yeah, to, those are two very same. different professions. So, and it's also is called Doctor Drill and Phil. Okay, are you a doctor? Are you a dentist? Are you an orthodontist? Or are you the BTK? Like, what is this? <laughs> Wait, I think I'm like, this is the first step before, like, killing animals or whatever in serial killers. <laughs> like, that's oh just owning this toy and then being like, this is not enough anymore. I need to do more. I um, need to step it up a little bit. Okay, so. Oh, Andy. Yeah, it's, it's hard. Worst. So, let me read just the real quick. <laughs> <laughs> the real quick summaries um, from the pages of the product oh my gosh. because I do love reading these page product these uh, mm -hmm. product things um, when they oh come on don't don't be weird about it <laughs> everyone's weird about this the everybody's weird done. about this okay uh, celebrate creative play-doh fun with the classic Doctor Drill and Phil set for deck 
for decades, this guy has helped the idea of going to the dentist feel more fun with lots of silly dentist-themed activities kids can enjoy False. again and again. Silly dentist-themed activities. <laughs> you ever feel like you just want to get really silly and get, like, a root canal? So you're silly. Just like, you're just like, man, like, I could really use a little bit of levity in my life. I'm going to drill some fucking holes in this dude's, oh my gosh. <laughs> this dude's teeth. Um, fight cavities by giving them a buzz with the electric drill and filling them in with more Play-Doh compound. Add Shoot some, up your, your victims with Novocaine. Add some braces with the roller and keep the patient's teeth nice and clean by squeezing some pretend toothpaste through the toothbrush. Um, which, I, as I saw, like, if you rub that toothbrush against the teeth, they would just, like, smush the teeth. So I don't <laughs> understand the purpose of that. And, um, let's see. And to to celebrate the Play-Doh brand's long history of inspiring kids' imaginations, we've given our musta- mustachioed friend a makeover with all-exclusive retro-style packaging that's sure to bring bring us all back to the good old days. Really? Includes head, drill, tweezers, roller, toothbrush, tooth mold, accessory, instructions, and five cans of Play-Doh. Um, let's see. And I think that is it for that one. And then the other one is just like, hey, do you want to do that thing I just said on the go? Get mm. the mini one. And you're like, what? I, this is the great one. So kids don't often like going to the dentist, but they do no. love pretending to be the dentist. That What market research did you do to find that fact, Play-Doh? You can't you, just say things like that. They don't. I don't. I, you, that's not. None of these things are real. No. This toy can't be real. Yeah. This podcast isn't real. This podcast doesn't exist anymore. I'm sorry. Um, oh, no. So now they've got it in the convenient to-go size. I will say Perfect. it is $5, which is very inexpensive, surprisingly. Um, shape the teeth with the tooth mold and arrange them in the patient's mouth. Give them a check with the drill. So this one has less stuff, obviously, because it's not going to have like the braces. It'd be very difficult to put braces on those very, very tiny teeth. Um, well, but it, I mean, think about the size of a regular tooth. They're not so big, so you've yeah. got to like. I mean, the teeth in this thing, though, on the big one, are are freaking huge. They're just yeah, massive like, teeth, like salad plates. Yeah, they're huge. <laughs> salad plates. Um, oh my gosh. So yeah, so apparently this is like super super good for kids, so that they can just you know chill in the back, and the parents will be so relieved that they're just fucking preparing for their life of crime in the back seat while they yes. take a trip. Um, so, but you know what I mean? This guy, does this guy's face not look like a hamburger bun? I don't like anything. I don't want to talk about his face anymore. I don't want to talk about that teeth anymore. All the packaging from the seventies to today is the scariest shit I've ever seen. I hate it. (laughs) I looked at all the images while we were talking. Oh, the, some of the old ones are haunting as fuck. Like these massive heads. Like, Uh oh my God. It's like, and it's like an old man that looks terrified with his mouth open as you're drilling his teeth. I can't. Da, 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 Play-Doh. Uh, I, and here I thought the worst thing about Play-Doh was being caught eating it. Nope. That's the worst thing about Play-Doh. The worst thing is, That's is, the worst thing. Is practicing your, your life of uh, uh, oh. torturing your victims. So, okay. Tag, I'm it. Andy, <laughs> I'm going to talk to you about something that I have zero experience with. Okay. I never recall seeing it out in the wild. Okay. But now that I have seen it, I simply cannot unsee it. Uh-huh. Okay. And and that thing, my friend, is Tech Deck. Oh. 
What really? is Tech Deck, might you ask? Are well, those Andy, little, little skateboards? Tech Deck is a skateboard for your fingers, and you do skateboarding tricks with your fingers. You have to understand, Lisa, this was almost my thing like three weeks ago, so I'm so glad you're covering <laughs> <laughs> I'm covering it today because I didn't know it was a thing oh, until yeah. I saw it. I was just like, this is a thing. Um, yeah. So if you, Andy knows what this is because he's he was going to do it. If you don't know what that is, take a moment, breathe, absorb that information. And in. that's right. A skateboard for your fingers. Okay. That's a lot. Um, and yes, you are doing skateboarding tricks with said mm-hmm. fingers. So let's talk scenarios for a moment. Are you so cool that you can't handle not skating while having lunch in the cafeteria or waiting for your mom to pick you up from Subway and you can't skate outside of the Subway anymore because the manager is threatening to call the cops on you if he sees you do another 360 kickflip off the curb into the parking lot? (laughs) Then use your fingers and you skateboard with your fingers on a tiny skateboard for your fingers. Lisa, you remember that you know that meme that's popularly used of like the kid that's like at his desk that is like turning red because he's like yes, and it's yes. always like I can't wait to. I pictured like, that meme of being like when you're when you're doing literally anything and you can't be skateboarding and it's just this kid in so much pain not yeah, being able to skateboard. That kid's that kid's dying because he can't do a shove it off of his desk, ollie <laughs> down to his backpack, and then do a sweet fakey off Ashley's space during science class. I can't like, believe these these girls around me aren't getting to see me do t- sick tricks every moment of the day. Maybe she'll like this. Pulls it off his key ring. Click, click, his click, mom click, gave click. him a spare key to the house. Like, check this out, Ashley. Psst, look. Check it out. Like, no, no. Put that away. Put that away. Oh so, God. So, Lisa. So just like no no it's a skateboard that's all i was oh, talking about was this little sure. tiny finger skateboard yeah. yeah so tech decks or finger bur- birds finger boards are are uh came to be in the late 90s apparently they existed in the 60s but that doesn't sound true and i don't believe that and also yeah. who cares so um tech decks are technically a canadian company and the los angeles time did a big write-up about them in 2000 and i read it ish oh yeah but the most important thing i did for research andy was i watched I watched a 15-minute documentary on YouTube called Tech Deck Fingers of Fury. And yeah, I watched the entire 15 minutes. Lisa, can, can I ask you, was there a tournament? Uh, Not in the video I watched. Okay. It was more just like, like people just, it was just a lot of like weird music, not a lot of activity, except for a hand with fingers and a skateboard. And it was a lot to take in. So I, I really can't imagine that this would have been cool in any time, in any space, in any capacity. I just can't see it being a thing. I guess it was. And yet there are videos of people who very seriously doing like all the inward heel flips off miniature indoor skate parks mm-hmm. that they made. So the video I watched that, that <laughs> Fingers of Fury featured like a giant lazy Susan that one guy had made and he had turned it into like a, a rotating skate ramp with rails and fake miniature stickers and spray paint. And like, oh my God, Andy, this is my new infatuation and it rivals my infatuation with Juggalos. Like I'm I'm giggly wow. about it because it's wow. so – because Juggalos – I like, say it I'm a always, lot. That says a lot. I love Juggalos. I'm not a Juggalo. I love Juggalos. I now love finger skateboard people. Lisa. <laughs> Whatever they are. What's remember up? The, remember the question I asked you a little bit ago when you told me about the video? If there were tournaments? There were did tournaments. You, are you telling me that maybe perhaps you went to a tournament in your life? No, I'm saying I searched Tech Deck Tournament and there was a results 2011 U.S. Fingerboarding Championship Finals in New York City. And who so, was the winner? I don't know or care. I just... His I, name was Chet Brennan. Lisa, Chet Brennan no, like, of, of Lake... Poncha train, he won. 
It's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we make What's jokes up? on this show, like, a lot and everything like that. But, like, I just, I can't do this show anymore after knowing this knowledge in my head. That there was a tournament? That I they know. did a tournament. And I'm guessing that they probably got a lot of money for it. And that just sucks no, so bad. No, they didn't. No, you don't win money at a finger skateboard tournament. You you might, like, here are your tens of dollars. It's $30. It does not cover your breakfast in, in addition to all the, like, room and board costs it took for you to get to this tournament in Atlanta. I guess that's where they hold the skateboarding championships. It sounds more like a Salt Lake City thing, if I'm being totally honest. But listen, 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 listen. Mm-hmm. I... I'm pretty sure I heard in this documentary one of the guys say that they would do little skate tricks while like on calls for work or like on hold or something. And can you imagine how that would go if you were found out like, like, hey, hey, Ben, what's that? In- I'm hearing something in the background. What is that? Is that like I keep hearing this like repetitive clicking or tapping or really? Oh, oh, that. Ben? Yeah. Like like some people doodle in notebooks in the background. Some people like click pins. I have a miniature skateboard for my fingers that I use on a fully homemade to scale skate park that is fully equipped <laughs> with ramps and rails. Hey. And this, that is what you are hearing, my boss. Hey, hey. I also have a Ken doll dressed in Jinko jeans hanging out smoking a jazz cigarette for full effect. Like, hey, hey, Ben, I know we're talking about like the payment of my grandmother's life insurance policy. You just died, but are you doing a sick Ollie in the background? I'm doing the sickest Ollie. <laughs> also, I know I am fired. <laughs> I'm the most fired. So... Um, this appeared to be a, a bit of a bigger thing with a younger crowd. Like, like the, the, um, one of the documentaries I watched appeared to have like tables and booths at what looked like a warp tour. I could be wrong, but something like that, whatever, <laughs> there were kind of skate friendly events, but like, but, uh, at the, like at the end of the day, guys, no matter how much of a pro figure skate blaster you were, it still looks like a big fleshy spider convulsing on top of a small fake oh, skateboard. God. It's really yeah, terrifying. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? You and, just and you like, just filled my that with that image in my head, didn't you? I did. It absolutely did. And listen, I don't. Tr- I try not to judge other people for their hobbies, even if they are kind of weird. But like, guys, I am judging this one. I'm going <laughs> to judge this one. No, no more. I know. Oftentimes, hobbies are like a great distraction from getting into things like hardcore drugs or gambling. But like, maybe you reconsider your trajectory and maybe you embrace some hardcore drugs because fingerboarding ain't gonna age well. Can it I say- hasn't. Fingerboarding yes. sounds like something overtly sexual, and I can't unhear it. We'll just be like, like I, I mean, like also, please, 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 I triple dog dare you to go on a first date with someone, Andy, and pull out a fingerboard and be like, "Hey, you like this?" and then do a pop, shove it off of her breadsticks. <laughs> <laughs> off her breadsticks. Just off her breadsticks. Be like, "Did you like that?" And she's like, "No." Just like, no, do not that's talk like to me or my son. You do it a hundred times. You're gonna find one of them who is just gonna immediately be like, "We need to go home right now because I am so horny." <laughs> But, but, she, but she's gonna be like, yeah, I like it, and you're gonna be like, okay, I, this was just a joke, and now I, I want to leave. So, it's like I mean, the best way to determine if they are right for you is yes. if they do like it, is being like, I gotta go. I'm sorry. Yeah, this was all a joke. This was a mistake. Everything is a mistake. Life is a mistake. So that's uh, that's tech, tech deck slash fingerboards. Man. Get one. Apparently, you can still go and buy them, and like, I'm a little tempted to get them for my kids, <laughs> but I also don't want to make them. Um, be losers <laughs> right right forever so we're gonna avoid that again oh, jesus christ like we we have like i don't know Gone if there's like, like a throne. lot of big like super big tech tech users out there in our in our listenership but like 
they're fucking done. We done. we just Scorched we eviscerated Earth. them so bad. I am so sorry. They're just like, well, I'm just gonna take myself and my Doctor Drill and Phil Plato set and go home. Like, please go yeah. away. So that's my thing. I'm done. That was, I'm so glad that you covered this instead of me. I think I ended up doing the uh, the bird thing. Remember the bird thing, like the little balance birds instead yes. of this? Because we I was just yeah. looking at random nonsense things like fidget spinners. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm mm-hmm. so glad that you covered this because you evidently did a lot more research than I probably would have as far as like watching a documentary. Because this is this was up there with like hands on a hard body to me. This was like 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 the, the background, like like t- fingers of fury. I was like hands on a hard body. Tape deck. Hands like on a fingers, small, hands fingers on a small, on a small body. Finger, fingers on a little tape deck. Is that, a tape deck is it's not a, it's a whole different thing. Listen, I did the best that I could. Yeah. There. That's our Anyways, so, that was a lot. That was <laughs> so. a lot. And and that's not even half the show, guys. We still have a whole court case to deal with after this. Yeah. So look, why don't we why don't we take a breather? Mm-hmm. Go get our braces done by mm-hmm. a child. Mm-hmm. And then we'll come back, do poll results, and do our court cases. Sound good? Sounds good. All right, see you in a few. Bye. Have you ever been reading through a stack of comics and thought, maybe I should see what the Sarkham Asylum game is all about? Or been playing Marvel vs. Capcom and felt like you were at a real disadvantage since you didn't know who half the characters were? Well, Play Comics is the show for you. I'm Chris, and each episode we take a look at video games based on comic properties and how well they stick to that source material. So whether you know the comics and want to know how all these games work, or you know the games and want to find out where all this craziness came from, go check out Play Comics at playcomics.com or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Hello. I see in the notes that it says, welcome back, Lisa, that I'm the one that was supposed to say hello. I thought I was the whole time. I was just like, I'm just waiting on Andy. No big deal. I hope, I'll do it. I'll I bring hope, it back. <laughs> I hope the, in the actual episode that everybody hears the like six oh. second delay. I'll leave it. I'll leave it. People will be like, wow, what is this enchanting silence from these two obnoxious Is this like hosts? some sort of a political statement or like some sort of like a real statement on like, like take a moment of silence for something? No, we're just... Nope, we're just, just extremely fallible humans. Just, just having having a moment, having a moment. So uh, we are back from our break, and there was so we had a bump for a, a pro or a promo for another podcast. Hope you enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. You Enjoyable like that bump? stuff. So bump. You, like, you like that bump? How do you like that bump? These lovely lady mm. bumps, Andy. <laughs> Andy. Okay. <Whole> so <laughs> gang, listen. Like you, you listened to the episode last week. I will say, um, this one wasn't really ever close. Like it wasn't like close to winning one way or the other. It was always like one was already ahead. Always ahead, unlike the last one with Clueless and Office Space. Uh, last week we covered Mario Kart 64 versus Super Smash Brothers. I will mm-hmm. say though, it wasn't like uh, it wasn't like far off. Like people really love both of these games, and I mean, understandable. They are um, given a lot of the times people are associating these with just the entire franchises rather than just the specific games. Because I think mm-hmm. if people look in their heart, they would know that Mario 64 was much better than the original Super Smash Bros. Um, however, I do believe Super Smash Brothers Melee. Is better than every Mario Kart. <laughs> I will give you that. Okay. I am on board with that. So, Mario Kart 64 versus Super Smash Brothers. Facebook, we got fractions both on both of them this time, Lisa. <laughs> Mario right. Kart 64, 60.5% to 39.5%. So, um, so basically a 60-40 there. Um, Twitter, very similar. <laughs> and this is when yeah. I did the fraction just to, just to be a dick. Uh, 61.1%. Mario Kart to 38.9% Super Smash Brothers. 
Super Smash Brothers. I I don't know what the results were on IG, but I'm guessing it probably wasn't it's far off. Sixty-seven thirty-three Mario okay. Kart. So, so a little it was more. A, across the board a full win for Mario yeah. Kart. No surprise. So yeah, and again, thanks everybody for voting. If you aren't following us on there, like I said, we have a group on Facebook. Um, you do have to just click request, and we'll just I pretty much approve people immediately. Um, mm-hmm. so if you want to get on there, mainly because we we just would hate to have you guys wanting to voice your opinions on things and not being able to get your voice heard. Of course, like we mentioned, also IG and Twitter, you can also get your vote in. So um, so anyways, here's the part where I make noises. Noise, 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 no, noise, <laughs> no, noise, noise. 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 Um, um, yo. That means it's courtside, baby. Uh, even though I've never done that thing before, that's what it means. <laughs> noise, noise, noise. It's courtside, baby. This week, this is, this is, this is... Andy playing to the judge here, or well, to, this is to the other this co-host. is what we call giving giving uh, concessions to your fellow co-hosts. I'm telling you, man, you tell me when you want Listen. to do Dallas Cowboys versus someone else. No, 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 no. Listen, we just covered we covered we just covered a, a video game last week. This is totally fair. Which was a hard because I was like, oh yeah, I can totally do Smash Brothers. And I was like, bitch, you never played that Smash Brothers. Stop taking video games you never played. But I will never learn. So mm-hmm. yes, this is one to 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 fill my horrible goblin heart up with joy. Andy has agreed to do Jerry Springer versus Mari Povich, and knowing that Jerry Springer probably had more insane content to talk about, I said, Andy, I'll hand that one to you. She I will take Mari Povich. Like. We're going to cover this thing that I know you're going to hate, but I'm going to let you win. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to let you win. Because Jerry Springer, because... like, Mor- Maury Povich is its own thing, but Jerry Springer's Jerry Springer. I mean, if, so... we could, if we could have made the court case Jerry Springer show versus The Field, uh, meaning every other <laughs> every Everyone other else. daytime, like, bullshit show, um, I think Jerry Springer still would have won, even if it I... was like you pick, you could pick any other show. I don't know. Um, I really wanted to cover Ricky Lake because it was so awkward mm-hmm. and awful that I was – and, like, Jenny Jones was pretty raunchy, too. But I have talked about Jenny Jones in passing She's, on the show. Yeah, and, isn't she the one yeah. who had, like, a documentary made about her killing somebody? She had a guest on her show that was like, surprise, I have a crush on you. And it was a man. And, and they were like, you're not – like, he was just embarrassed. And he ended up yeah. killing the guy after the fact. And Jenny Jones had to go to trial. It's a whole thing. If you want to talk yeah. actual court cases from the yeah. 90s, I can meet you there. But that <laughs> the is not time. where we are today. The one time. But listen – I'm going to start with Mari Povich show, okay? The show premiered in 1991 and later got so cool that it was just called Mori beginning in the 95-96 season. So the show in the 90s was like kind of wholesome, focusing mostly on helping morbidly obese people and children Aww. lose weight. Richard Simmons would come on the show and kiss them on the mouth. Um, it I'm, was weird. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on. What? I just I just saw some clips of Richard Simmons was like, oh, thank you. You know, so, like this person. And he was like, I'm going to kiss you on the mouth now. And they're like, okay. I and said, that's what I said what I said, Andy. <laughs> I said what I said. I can't unsay it. And it won't be untrue. <laughs> so the there were also like adults that had crushes on each other. That's pretty cute. There was like families with a bunch of kids, which is commonplace in some parts of the Kansas area, cough, 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 and the whole like bizarro situation that perhaps two people of the same gender could possibly be romantically involved. Whoa, wow, we whoa. So yeah. they had like situations like that. But can we can we just address that on both of these shows that there's some problematic topics? Like, of course. Some, I mean, well, that now you're like, I can't believe that this was 
like an entire premise for an episode, but that's how things were in the 90s. Sorry. Absolutely. <laughs> so. But even, I mean, even into the 2000s, like one of my favorite shows is The Office and I'll go back. I mean, the show is not mm-hmm. that old, but I'll go back and watch some episodes and be like, wow, they did that, huh? Like. Yeah. You could absolutely not do that like eight to nine years later. There's, suddenly. there's a it's lot just, of things that changed change. around like 2014, 2015. Like a lot of things shifted very quickly and very positively in the right direction. And uh, yeah. it's so like pretty much everything before that was still a little suspect. So it's true. So but the, but we're talking about a time where things were not there <laughs> yet. So our, in advance, we apologize. So essentially, the Maury Povich show was was probably one of the highest rated daytime talk shows in the U.S. in the 90s, right up there with like Silly Jesse Raphael, Donna Hewitt, of course, Jerry Springer. So like the rest of the talk shows, it started off on the right foot, having actual guests on and discussing real topics with like real issues and like having, I think at one point I saw an episode that had like the Bloods and the Crips on there. I was like, holy crap, that's a whole thing to have the Bloods and the wow. Crips on a show yeah. at the same time. Um, but like, I don't know, America gravitated toward Maury Povich because he had this like very serious dad-like demeanor. Like he does look a little bit like my own father, which is odd now that i think about it i just put those two things together in the sentence i just said that which is odd but he does look like my father and um but he is like a nice warming like i'm your dad you can tell me anything pal champ like you know and like i'll never judge you slugger like what's going on big guy like that's that's the kind of aura of maury povich right and he wasn't trying to cheapen his show or make it like too ridiculous at first okay so America already knew him from his time in the late 80s and early 90s as a, as a host of Current Affair, which is a show I don't really know. I don't like I can't tell if it was a real or nonsense show. And at this point, I'm afraid to ask, but he was a part of a current affair. So people already knew who he was. And then he started his own show in September of 91. OK. And also, side note, if you did not know this, Andy, he uh-huh. is married to Connie Chung. Can I, can I tell you something is that literally any fact you're about to provide about Maury Povich, I did not know. But I feel like some people, like, generally, no, that's fine. Some, well, I'm just saying, me, yeah. Andy Claude Filter did not know. Andy Claude Filter did Claude Filter, filter. Cla- filters, Claude of Claude. Filter. So at the show, like I said, it was pretty good at the beginning, and I think the first half of ninety was was pretty serious, um, with uplifting topics. Whereas the end of the decade skewed to more, to more, or toward more like clickbait, clickbait kind of stuff. Yeah, but I would also say, like, in the general, like, in general talk shows in the 90s kind of turned to like a wwf match at the end of the decade like it, it got really gnarly it really is amazing how how many things turned like wwf or wwe like so quickly like just because they're like ah oh, fuck it like we need to make, just make it an entertainment show we don't care this yeah just make it we need people to watch this please and so so i think what most people probably think of when they think of they hear maury povich's name is they think about paternity tests because that's what his show came to Ooh, be is like you are yeah. do you not know this do you i know do know this? that that's like okay. now that you say that i remember that yeah you are not the father okay i just want to make sure that you knew that you were not the father so in 98 his show held its first like rather low-key paternity test show uh, which set off the format for nearly the rest of the show forever um, which is an insane premise to just talk about <laughs> paternity tests and who the father is for the rest of the duration of the show's running. But alas, here we are. I think even at one point for paternity tests, they just got rid of chairs to avoid any like tripping hazards and stuff like this. Because like, mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen it, Andy, but like 
they'll bring on a guest who is like, my baby Rick is the son of that dude, Michael, that dirty ass lying ass dude. <laughs> but he doesn't think he's the baby daddy. And it means it runs the gamut. And it's like, it's everyone. And then like the test results are read and everybody just explodes and dance or screaming when the, the results are, are announced. It's a whole thing. I think, yeah. So like they, like I said, they got rid of the chairs installed bench seating because people were like tripping and falling on their way to like blast off the stage during the paternity test results. So like, cause like people were like launching themselves into the rafters. Like it became, it became a whole thing, Andy. I am like, Batman. I am Batman. I am not Batman's father. The audience members would also like, like erupt into gymnastic tumbling like and, and like screaming and it looked like the goddamn u.s olympic tryouts so like because like when you found out someone was a father because everyone was just because uh, it was just like it was part of the thing andy they would just go insane like people would just explode because they because like imagine if you were staring down the barrel of potentially being the father financially and emotionally physically everything yeah, it's a pretty just, big deal huh it's a big thing and then but, but then like to be like for the woman to be finally be able to be like, I told you. And then for the guy to be like, I told you. And like, everyone's just mad and like, I and told everybody's you. Saying, everyone's saying, I told explode. you. The audience just, I told you, I told you. And like, everyone's just doing cartwheels and like popping champagne. And like, like <laughs> no, it's a whole not. thing. No, they're not. But like, okay. no, no, no champagne. <laughs> but like people, Andy, oh my gosh. The people who were not the father, like the men who were not the father, I swear it became a thing to be like, who could do the most ridiculous end zone dance? <laughs> and like, it became a whole thing. And like the women who found out the men were not the father, the the mom would like rush backstage and throw herself like a wrecking ball I mean, onto this couch and just like sob while the cameras were just filming the whole thing. Like, this is very fun. Yeah. Like thinking like the, the celebration of being like, thank God this woman... <laughs> doesn't get to have any child support from me nothing like She's man just, that woman is screwed you are gonna be like, so screwed for the rest of your life and i'm so glad that i could be a part of it it's just it was bad and like and, and of course they would they would often find some woman who they like she had maybe been with so many people that they would have to bring her on multiple times and i think uh, the record i maybe saw was that they tested like nine to eleven men Whoa. and and like when I, what I saw yesterday was they did not have, oh, hi, cat. They did not have a solution to this paternity test. Yeah, I was like, oh that is a terrifying thing. But be like, but I mean, what kind of masochism is that to be like, I'm going to keep doing this on national television, see how this goes. Like, I think this is the one. Yeah, like, good just... old lucky number 19. This <laughs> is like the freaking, like, Zodiac killer. It's just like so many, just like so many different things. And I just, you still can't find the guy. It's, they still can't find the guy. But, like, before the show became a nonstop paternity test factory, Mari also did some curious shows like we were talking about earlier in which he would be like, hey, uh, tell me which from this lineup of beautiful women are actually men. Uh, who can tell? Just, like, watch for an hour as we slowly chip away at your sanity and, like, make everything crazy. And, like, everyone's just screaming the whole time. It's just like, man, these men are very beautiful. Like, they, it was just a whole thing. It was a weird time. And they also had, like kids with no arms and you know obese children they'd be like my four-year-old weighs 135 pounds you're like that's unsafe <laughs> and like the, it was just that's kind of what the show was when they weren't doing paternity tests and after the 2000 mark they just went paternity test crazy i had i haven't watched it in forever because it's like it's i i have a baby daddy i don't need to, to watch other paternity tests occur but like 
I don't know. I just want to see like the stats on like how what percentage of paternity tests were done by Mori Povich. <laughs> probably in the decade between 2000 2010, probably 31% of US oh, paternity sure. tests were like... handled on that show. But they also did, I think this is more like early 2000s, Mori also had like a boot camp guy come on and be like, you're a little shitty kid. Like, like you're a seven year old and who's like dealing drugs and, and like you slap your mom and you call her a bitch while she's making your chicken nuggets. Like you're going to boot camp. And that was no! one of those, those were, those were like my favorite episodes when they would take this like shitty brat ass kid and put them in a boot camp with this drill sergeant who's just screaming the whole time. Um, I do, I do love boot camp episodes, but, um, really at the end of the day, there wasn't that much more to Mori Povich. I really got discouraged when I went to look it up yesterday be like, that's, that's it. The rest of it just has to be anecdotal from <laughs> the times I remember watching and the few episodes from the nineties that were available on YouTube. Yeah. So, but, um, but that's, that's Mori Povich. I want to talk Mr. Springer. Okay. So as always, remember that I have never with intent watch this show i have how is that possible? i have seen this show in passing because somebody else was watching and it was on but uh -huh. it has never been like i sat down with the intent to watch this show unreal <laughs> i have never intended i've been like i need to get this and see what's going on so i have okay. seen episodes in passing i did watch an episode i shouldn't say that i did sit down and watch an episode today um so i did today. watch a very old episode from the 90s so, The Jerry Springer Show, also known as Jerry Springer, is an American syndicated tabloid talk show that aired from September 30th, 1991 to July 26, 2018. Honestly, I honestly thought maybe it was still going, but it is syndicated now, so I'm like, it's still on, obviously. Um, right. But Oh, just... but I'm sorry, I, I failed to mention, mine is still going. Mori Povich is still going. They signed him up until 2022. Holy Stop. shit. It's Unreal. awful. Unreal. I mean, because I Jerry, guess paternity tests, paternity tests is like a little bit less uh, risque, I would say, than than the litany of horseshit <laughs> that was shown True. on Jerry Springer. True. Um, produced and hosted by its namesake, Jerry Springer, it aired for 28 seasons and over 4,000 episodes. Disgusting. That is so fucking wild. Um, it's too many. So the show, and it started out in 1991 um, into 1993. The first few seasons were met with bad rankings, um, as the first show first started out as a more political show, um, which That's makes right. sense because yeah. he had a he had a very political background um, as well as being a lawyer, um, where basically guests would come on and talk about more serious topics. So it was a very polar opposite, different show because he is a very um, he's very thoughtful. Like when he wants to be, he has very interesting takes on things and very thoughtful like uh, ways of saying them. Uh, he just chose not to do that eventually. So. Yeah, he said, hmm, this isn't really getting me all the money. Yeah. So NBC bought the show in 1992, and by early 1994, the company Multimedia Entertainment, um, who I guess owned the show as well, threatened to cancel the show if it did not get its ratings up by November. Needless to say, the rest was history. <laughs> so yeah. in that year, they were just like, all right, well, I guess we just need to unleash hell on Earth, so... Um, Boy, did they. Third quarter yeah. of hell. Yeah. So I'm going to talk later uh, about basically just an episode that I watched and kind of so you can get kind of a summary of the kind of shit that was on an episode in general in case you haven't watched or need a reminder. Um, but a little bit of history on Jerry himself. Uh, he immigrated to the U.S. after World War II. Um, I think his family, family was Jewish and they were um, escaping the Holocaust. Um, and eventually his first job after he graduated from Northwestern was he was actually an advisor to Robert F. Kennedy. Um, for basically was? like a year 
um, and then uh, he was assassinated. So Jerry then joined a law firm instead. Yeah, so okay. this is the thing. He had a very interesting life for many, many years before he started this show. Um, he wow. ran for Congress and lost, but not by much. He was actually pretty close for a traditionally red uh, red state. He did a pretty good job as a Democrat. Um, then he was on the Cincinnati City Council, because he's from Cincinnati and he spent most of his time there. Okay. Where he was, he re- he resigned three years later due to soliciting a prostitute. Oops. Whoops. Um, weirdly, three years later, the city council selected Jerry to serve as the as, for a year as the mayor of Cincinnati. Okay. Which is like, cool. Jerry, I know it's been three years, but like we need you in as the as the mayor. Um, later ran for governor of Ohio and thought all men. So he in this ad he would mention literally the prostitute thing. And showing his willingness for being honest, hoping that that would pan out. Instead, it ended up he he finished a distant third in the in the race, Oof. so it didn't go great. Um, so he eventually became a news anchor in a local Cincinnati news uh, station and quickly became a hit um, with his very interesting thoughts on things, kind of discussing things, maybe like an Andy Rooney type character or something like that. Um, in addition to being just a host, and that's actually where his signature line "Take care of yourself and each other" came from was during that oh. time. Interesting. That is iconic, yeah. So yeah, so during that time he started Jerry Springer on the same channel. He was originally starting out just in the local Cincinnati uh network. Um mm-hmm. and then then that's, you know, the year later then uh NBC bought them out. Um How interesting. I so didn't, it became a hit in time and it would be an understatement to say that he was one of the most reviled human beings in America. <laughs> yes. By, yeah. By yeah. a lot of people. Um People even would quit their jobs sometimes when basically when a show would ask him to be on there, like certain people backstage or something like that would like be so against it um, that they would actually leave <laughs> the show that they were on. Um, so a couple notable things from some interesting factoids that were mentioned over and over again in all these different sources I looked at. In 1997, an episode essentially never aired. In most networks, so almost almost all networks, I mean, not almost all, but like at least 50% of networks in the United States and all of them in Canada did not air, air a specific episode. Um, because despite the fact that his show was super over the top, this one was just too much. Okay. So basically they said, nope, Jerry, listen, we love your shenanigans, but this just can't happen. Um, when he produced the episode, I Married a Horse. Of course. Some stations still played it, but many local networks refused. So I, I married. I mean, that's taking Horse Girl to a new level. I was can't it a man, even imagine. Was it a man or a woman? Do you know? I don't know. I'm sorry. Wow. I just read about the episode and I couldn't find an actual like. It's one of those things Dang. where like I was like, I kind of want to find it on YouTube, and I kind of don't want to find it on YouTube. Yeah, that's. It's not like they're boning in the episode the or anything like that. It's something weird. So yeah. okay, it is something weird, but um, it's weird. And then in the second episode that was very notable, um, again, this unfortunately it aired in 2000, so it's not exactly 90s, but I did want to mention it because it's one of the most notable things. Um, in the year 2000, the episode Secret Mistress Confronted aired, and literally hours after its airing, the ex-wife on the show was found murdered in her home. Oops. Oops. Um, oops daisy When asked about this, Springer said it was a terrible tragedy, and that was his only like public comment. And then later, he was on Larry King Live um, and was pressed about it. He said it had nothing to do with the show and that his show does not, quote, glamorize deviant behavior. <laughs> oh, it doesn't, Jerry? It doesn't. Is that, are you sure about that? Whenever Jerry. people come out in, like, wigs half falling off their heads and, like, 
dresses half off already and they're just like throwing slugs at people yeah just i mean anybody. Just, for people who aren't just aware of it i mean basically like it could be about like anything but like so much of the time it's like there's one person one guest that's out there first and they'll be like okay well so and so is gonna have something to say about this and they bring them out too and sometimes there'll be a fight that will start immediately sometimes there won't be um but it's almost always just like the most intentional tension that can be created in a situation like I watched this one episode and I'm going to tell you a little bit about it. And it, I was so uncomfortable the entire episode, just like Let's hear feeling it. so bad for another human being. So the episode was called, I'm having your mom. Your, I'm sorry. I'm having your man's baby. Okay. Um, so as you do. Yes, yeah, you do. Um, so the woman who is dating the man is like so pissed off the entire time. Like even at the beginning, she's like, she has a very angry, angry face to begin with. But she just kind of is like a little sheepish because of the fact that like, hey, I'm in this episode where this girl is pregnant with my with my boyfriend's baby. And like they live together and have lived together for a while. Mm-hmm. So and she, her boyfriend was boning this girl, Michelle, who was the other chick and evidently was pregnant with his baby. She is still in love with she. Uh, so the, the girlfriend is still in love with Bob and is living and Bob is living with her. Like it's her place and he's living with her. Um. So, and the quote that I saw was, I mean, honestly, how do we even know whose baby it is? Um, so Michelle comes back and is like, he's the only person I've had sex with in the past year. So it's him. It's like, oh, okay. Well, that, um, that pretty, pretty much narrows it down. Yeah. Easily. So, and I will say that this the woman who's the girlfriend is probably about 10 years older than the, the, um, the secret mistress. Um, Oof. Jerry's being funny most of the time. He'll make kind of like sarcastic jokes or like or even like comment to the audience and their reactions and stuff. He is funny and very interesting a lot of the time. So he's obviously immune at this point to the tension of the situation because he's done this so many times. Um, Just I mean, as a person who works in like auto claims and stuff like that, it's a terrible situation for the person I'm talking to. But I've dealt with it so many times that eventually just as with any job, it just eventually becomes, you know, not a big deal. Um, Mm -hmm. And my comment on this was in my notes was, Jesus, I feel so uncomfortable even watching this tension. <laughs> people just it's awful. People just very confidently and overtly being like, yeah, we're fucking. And I know that you still love me. I love both of you. Is that cool or nah? Um, no. And then, <laughs> yeah, yeah or nah. <laughs> Tell me. And then finally, Bob, the boyfriend, is like, I'm probably, like they said, um, Jerry said, like, we need to know today, like, who are you leaving with? Um, which apparently was the last thing that anybody wanted to hear was this was who he was living with. So he just very, cause the thing about the boyfriend is he is just so, he just does not give a fuck about anything. He's just so confidently and so snidely just like, yeah, whatever. Um, so he says, I'm probably leaving here with Michelle. So the girlfriend who is sitting next to them just gets out and is like, has tears in her eyes and just like walks off stage and they show her like walking all the way all around the backstage um, just like inconsolable and so like somebody is following her and talking to her and they go to break so we come back she's come back and she's yelling at Bob Um, just yelling at him and, and he of course is completely immune to it she's making some good points but he doesn't give a shit um, I will say at one point <laughs> Bob does say her name is Michelle and then she responds her name is Slut Pants <laughs> Slut pants. And everybody applauds, applauds, like, just the, the, the words that people come out of their mouth that get applause are amazing on this show. You, you, so I know that you know the secret to my high school career, which is that it was called Lisa Pants. 
Yeah, Lisa pants. But maybe, uh, but yeah, certainly better than slut pants. Much better than slut pants, I Sl- would say. Slut pants is slut Silver pants is like the worst. Can you imagine like the most G-rated come like comeback you would have at someone that slut pants is what you conjure up? Whatever slut pants. I mean, it is like off Whatever the top of your head pants. in there, and you're trying to be like Duty cool face. or entertaining, you know, and you're like having a, one of the worst experiences of your life on the on live television. Wow. Uh, well, not live television, probably, but. Yeah. Um, so Jerry just prowls in the aisles back and forth, clearly admiring the clusterfuck he has created, helped create. Like, it's just yes. like a fucking supervillain just like watching, <laughs> watching the, <laughs> the, the havoc he has, he has wrought. Yeah. Um, so then plot twist, Michelle's friend, so the, the secret mistress person has a friend come on, like just shows up, her name's Samantha. And thank God, finally... Someone joins the girlfriend's side and just starts railing on how big of a piece of shit Bob is and that she does not, she should not see him. And here's the thing. I had no idea how badly I needed someone to come come on and be on the side of the girlfriend until it finally happened. I was mm-hmm. like, I feel so much less tension now that it is not two people just fucking just shaming the shit out of this girlfriend on on live television over and over again. So much. Um. So Jerry finally turns it around a little bit and starts talking to the girlfriend specifically and says, like, why do you still love this guy? Why can't you see that he's that she's what she's doing, what he's doing and just tell him to fuck off? Um, And she's just like, because I just love him. I can't turn it on and off. And then he has like a heartfelt moment of telling her that she is worthy of love and so much more. And that she's getting um, that she's getting right now in this in this moment and doesn't deserve this horse shit. And of course, everybody applauses for that. Um, which doesn't seem like much, but given the tone of the entire episode before this, it was pretty nice. So my question at the very end of this is, what do you get for being on this fucking show? Like, I think that I, I looked this up from Maury Povich as well, because at a certain point they're shoveling guests on like coal, right? So mm-hmm. I think that you, people were speculating that perhaps they did not get paid, but they did get their like all expenses paid. Oh yeah. You know, air, airfare and hotel to like New York or wherever it was filmed, you right. know, or something like that. And so that was your compensation. I know. Free and trip I mean, somewhere. And like, that's enough, but maybe not enough to get like punched in the jaw by a chick named Jessica on the Jerry Springer <laughs> show. Jessica. You know, Jessica, don't punch don't me. Punch me. Um, so here's the thing. I will say this is, so I, when I lived in Indianapolis, like which was like between tw- late 2015 and um, through the majority of 2016, mm-hmm. um, there was a friend there who I had met who I could totally see this. And I don't know. It just was a short random conversation I had with her, but it's always stuck in my brain was she said that she was um, she had like applied to be and was going to be on the Jerry Springer show. Um, it was still going on at the time. Mm-hmm. I'm. From the sound of it, she, like, said, like, well, no, like, I'm just playing a character. I'm not actually, like, involved in any of this. It's just I'm playing, like, somebody's, like, girlfriend or something like that, which makes me think, like, maybe at least at some point that they finally started doing, like, stage stuff that was absolutely not real. Yeah. Because um, I don't know. I'm, I'm A lot of them, it's hard to imagine that they're not real. Like, I can't imagine people physically fighting each fist fighting for <laughs> a fake thing. Um, but But, yeah, like, so she was basically, like... They, you know, sent pictures and stuff like that because she looks really nice whenever she dresses up and everything like that. But when she's slumming it, like I, like I can see you playing like <laughs> trashy oh, girlfriend yeah. or whatever. Um, oh me? Oh, no, yeah. not you. This, this, this friend of mine from. Oh, Randy I was just like, I could also do trashy girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, sure. So, so yeah. So apparently she allegedly was on. I don't know if it ever happened, but the big thing was she said, yeah, she got flown out to the East Coast or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. I think it was in Stanford, Connecticut, is where they actually filmed it. So, um. 
So yeah, so I think you might be right on that, but I don't know. I I don't have a lot else to say on this. And again, I know a lot of people who are like, "Man, I swear by this show; it's so great." I mean, I can see the it appeal. Is it's like really. it's 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 um it makes you feel things for sure. Um, and I give credit to shows that can do that, whether it's uh, good feel things or bad feel things. Bad um, feels, bad touch, bad feels. It's a, it's a, it is a show. It is a show that there was a lot of fighting. It basically, I mean, at first, like I said, with Maury Povich, the show Jerry Springer started off with some decent stuff because, mm-hmm. like, I remember distinctly him having the KKK on the show, which was really oh, wow. wild. Yeah, he had like KKK and like a, I want to say it was like a civil rights. Yeah. Um, head or something like that on the show is like that stuff is intense, and then it'd be like, "LOL, just kidding. We're gonna just bring um, uh, Jeff and his yeah. girlfriend Tatiana, and then just some chick named Jessica <laughs> from the streets, and they're just gonna fight on the show." It's like, yeah, there's the, that's the money bag right there. Right. So Jerry Springer, yeah, just turned into an absolute blender of, of human trash at the end, but uh, it was enjoyable to watch. Yeah. If you, and then it wasn't enjoyable. And then, of course, did, did you read up anything about Steve Wilkos, the, the like, I guess he was, like, the bouncer on the show, kind of? Oh, yeah. I heard he yeah. was, he thought it was supposed to be a one-time gig. Um, oh, was that right? The first time he came on, because, like, I think it was because the KKK was going to be on. Um, oh. And so he was, like, just making sure it was going to be safe. And then he just kept showing up, and, like, because they kept having him back. And then eventually he just, it was, a lo- like, a permanent gig at that point. Yeah, and then he actually got his own spinoff show. <laughs> Oh, the no Steve Wilco show. Yeah, so it just like it just began this like Steve. repeating yeah, Jerry, Jerry, Steve, Steve. I don't know what this Steve, 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 Steve. Steve, Steve. It Steve, doesn't Steve, have quite Steve, the reason like Jerry, Jerry, Jerry. And just like the audience yeah. members also going well. It's just these were two very trashy television shows from the decade. Thank you for yeah. covering Jerry Springer. It is yeah. a wild guinea pig stuck in a plastic bag of a show, <laughs> is what it is. And Jesus. so it's just need to let it else? out. Just let it out. <laughs> uh, so yeah, just a quick, quick few fun facts at the end. So uh, oh, okay. April 2015, Springer debuted the Jerry Springer podcast, um, which apparently is still exists. Um, Jerry Springer, and then after that, he uh, in 2019, uh, shortly after the cancellation of the show, um, debuted a new courtroom show, Judge Jerry, which appeared September 9th, 2019. So, um, so that's a thing. That's a lot. <laughs> Things that shouldn't have happened. Well, thank you for covering Jerry Springer, Andy. It means yeah, a lot to pleasure. me. So, so that is a wrap on our court case. If you would like to um, join us on Facebook or Twitter uh, at Nineties Court, you can vote for. Um, I think in a couple of days on Twitter, starting tomorrow or Monday morning when this episode is released, mm-hmm. you can vote on Facebook. We are also on Instagram at Nineties Court. Um, vote for the show anywhere you want to. We will announce the results next week. I'm pretty sure it's going to be Jerry Springer. Or all and three. So, or all, yeah. Just vote everywhere if you really want to skew the results. And so additionally, you can email us at 90scourt at gmail.com. And as always, if you want to join the few, the proud, the, the Patreon supporters, go to patreon.com slash 90scourt. So, and as always, if you would be so kind as to leave us a nice review on Apple Podcasts, or even just drop us a line and say hello, or just say it there. We love hearing from you guys. So, so thank you. That's how you can get yes, in touch with us. Yes, we do. You have your marching orders. That's all the ways that you get in touch with us. But, anyways, this has been a this has been an interesting show. I've had a lot of fun today, and I hope you guys have too. Yes. Um, Lisa, any parting remarks before we depart? I can't think of anything off the top of my head. So I just wish you all a wonderful week. Back next week with episode 56. 56. Whoop, whoop. So we'll see you guys then, okay? All right. Take care. Have a good one. Stay rad. Bye.